Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking Trending Up, Trending Down. It's the second episode of Trending Up, Trending Down we've done this year, but quite a bit has probably changed since preseason's gotten under the way and New players are on our radar. Others are dropping. So we're going to go over all of those guys here in just a second. But before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. Check out the website, fantasyfootballprofit.com and go to our rankings page there and see how we've ranked all of our players. We got probably 100 at running back and wide receiver and all that. You can check out how we feel about everybody. But all right, we're going to jump into training up, training down. So Jeff, you have three of each. I only got two. I was lazy. I couldn't figure them out this time. <laughs> my my mind hasn't changed on everybody. So we're going to start with your third. What should we do? Let's let's start. Let's let's get the negative out of the way. Okay. We'll do the whole trending down, and we'll move to up. So trending down, your third guy. All right, trending down, and. And uh, the downs are a little less. I, I think that some guys have skyrocketed up, but as far as down, um, you know, it's some of them are slight, and but they're not as bad. But I think number three for me on the bottom of the totem pole here, as far as importance, I think Nikhil Harry. And I realize he was already pretty low to begin with, but I know a lot of people were kind of, you know, looking at him as okay, he's a rookie that could really do something because. You know, it's him and Julian Edelman. That's pr- pretty much it. But which, with Josh Gordon coming back, I feel like he's completely off the radar. Not to mention, you're not even hearing good things about him. Uh, you know, because we haven't talked about this in a while, I feel like I wanted to put him on the list just to pretty much, he, as far as I know, like I don't even think about drafting him in any in any form right now. I don't at all. I should. I'll make this my number three. Perfect. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> no. He's just um, not, you know, not interested in drafting him right now. I just don't know how it's going to work out. He, he's probably he's going to be a good player at some point, right? It's just not there right now. Right. And it, it's painful, too, because I know a lot of people, especially dynasty drafts, I know that they draft earlier usually than, than redraft leagues. And you might have taken him as high as number two. I mean, that, they really had him ranked very, very high up there. And everything changed. I mean, it really did. I mean, not Josh Gordon obviously hurts his production a ton, but just I'm I'm very surprised that in the sea of good news by every rookie, everyone that's coming back, everyone looks the best they've ever done. All I do is hear negative things about Nikhil Harry, and that is very worrisome. Yeah, it's you'd hope to have like just something, you know, something positive, something to get you excited, and. It's just not there. And I don't know. I don't know what that is. Maybe is that just the Patriots themselves? Like that's what the Patriots do. They don't really. Belichick doesn't necessarily talk people up that much, really, does he? No. I mean, yeah, I think if if you if you don't hear from him, that's probably the the biggest compliment. I guess that's probably true. And then, okay, you know, not talking about Nikhil Harry, but just let's talk about Josh Gordon, I guess, for a second. What do you are you? interested in drafting him are you excited about him at all it's a weird thing where i'm not sure what to think oh man i mean 
I mean, he he does show up on my my up, so we can talk about him now. Oh, but oh, nice. I think you have. I mean, yeah, obviously, I'm interested in him, and you have to be. I mean, the guy was too good not to have him on your radar. Um, am I worried? Yeah, I think he comes with a ton of baggage, a ton of question marks. Do I? I don't worry about his playing ability. I don't know my my two biggest question marks. The first one, and it's going to be for everyone. Can he, you know, stay on the straight and narrow? Can he really make this comeback worthwhile? Because we've seen him, you know, unfortunately fall on his face many times already to the point where, you know, Cleveland, he was the best thing they had going there and they had to get rid of him. Then he went to the Patriots who are pretty good at keeping people on that straight and narrow and he failed again. Um, He's really only one strike away from, you know, having his NFL career completely over, which I'm, you know, everyone is rooting for the guy. Um, but that is question mark number one. Question mark number two would be, how are the Patriots really going to use him? You know, what what shape is he in currently? Uh, how long will it take him to get him in the fold? Will they use him differently? Um, or, you know, that, that whole thing. If it was any other team, I probably wouldn't have as many questions because, you know, if it was a team that desperately needed him or couldn't make Julian Edelman <laughs> into a star, you know, it would be a, a different concept. But yeah, he's too he's too darn good. I mean, where do you have him ranked right out of the gate? All right, let me pull that up quick. He finds himself, I believe, in the low thirties for me. If I let me see here. Where did I put Josh Gordon? Thirty first he found he fell for me already. I'm I like him. Yeah, I have him at number thirty. Okay, right there. Yeah, I think that's a perfect spot where it's like the guys above. I, st- I kind of slightly like, and this is the spot where I don't like the guys below him necessarily. Yeah, and and let's be honest, like he could easily. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I mean, he could be as high as number twenty for me if um, if you started you know hearing and seeing really good things out of him. I mean, it's only going to take one amazing catch that goes you know viral where you're going to be like, oh my gosh, you're never going to, you're never going to be able to draft the guy because he's going to go way too high. Like someone isn't going to grab him, you know, as their first wide receiver. Yep. He's yeah. Somebody in most leagues is going to like, is going to just love Josh Gordon. They always have. Yeah. And I don't hate him for it. I'm, I'm sadly enough. I'm rooting for that person who drafts him that high. I just think it's very, very scary still. And I, I'm just, I'm waiting a little bit before I completely give him that high of a grade where I have to put some real draft stock in him. All right. I guess, you know, I did come up with a number three. I got a real <laughs> number three. So I put Kenyon Drake here. And I was, I liked Kenyon Drake a couple of weeks ago, but I wasn't even that worried about the, you know, when Ballage was getting the first team carries right off the bat. I wasn't worried about that. That didn't, it was just whatever. But now Drake has the injury. He should be ready for week one, you think, but you still don't know. He was in a walking boot last week. And so Ballage is getting all the opportunity to be the number one. And it just worries me. I don't I can't find myself drafting Drake right now. I mean, unless I guess he falls to a far enough point, which is he has he's dropped. He's now like what, thirty first in ranks right now. So he's dropping. But it it worries me. I'm not as you know, in love with the pick as I was starting to become. So I don't know how you feel. Cause you were a big Drake guy. You still okay with it or no, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing about it. Um, I, I liked what I saw and it was a, I, you know, I was a Drake guy in the sense that 
I thought he was underutilized. And if they gave him enough carries, um, then he his numbers should continue to grow. Because, you know, the sample size that he has was he was ridiculous. He was very, very good. He just didn't give him a whole lot. And that offense was still bad, and he still was able to, you know, have a successful year. But you, you're right. I mean, my whole thing was based on the fact that he was going to get more carries. And if he couldn't even make it through preseason, how am I going to really put that much faith in him? Like, I, So right now you're you're hoping that last year is is what he's going to be able to do again. And, I mean, he's still – I mean, technically he should still be ranked above the 31st. But, you know, I just don't have a whole lot of confidence. I was hoping for this preseason to – get a sense of how they would use him. Um, and I'm just not getting the opportunity. So other guys are jumping above him because I finally get to see him. My number two. My number two of trending down is actually, I cheat a little bit. It's almost a, a tandem. The uh, Who it is for me, or like really, is Marlon Mack. But that is Marlon Mack slash um, Andrew Luck. And and they they're just hand, uh, Marlon Mack is handcuffed to Andrew Luck, and that's pretty much why he's going down. Um, a lot of other running backs are, you know, starting to show off. Um, I've obviously Marlon Mack is in that situation where um, there is a probably five six running backs that are all in that same cluster where you're kind of like who's gonna come out. And right now Marlon Mack is tumbling down for me. Uh, I. I I'm actually getting more confident, even though everyone loves uh, Thompson, but I'm getting more confident in Damian Williams with KC. Um, I'm getting more confident in Aaron Jones. Um, I'm, you know, if Melvin Gordon, if that uh, ends, which, you know, I don't know for sure, but it just feels like he's not in the position to truly hold out. As soon as that ends, he would jump above him. So right there, you can see a lot of guys just kind of, uh, you know, taking their turn, jumping over him. And if, if, luck which i that injury is so bizarre to me you're starting to hear more and more come out now they're talking about something being injured about his bone i truly don't know it's just starting to be bizarre but if he's not in there then that whole offense takes a step back in my mind and um and all of a sudden i just have a little less um faith that this high flying offense will be able to produce for all of the mouths that are there um i, I think luck is the linchpin and that is why Marlon Mack is starting to fall on my my rankings just a bit. He's my number two as well. Oh, perfect. He dropped to 18th in my running back ranks. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah, yeah he did. And it's, it's not as crazy as you might think, though. So the players who he fell behind, he was, what, 14th for me previously. I had him lower than you did. So Leonard Fournette went ahead of him. Damian Williams went ahead of him. Mark Ingram went ahead of him. And actually... David Montgomery went ahead of him. So, um, yeah, it's all Andrew Luck. This team is success is tied to Andrew Luck. If Andrew Luck's not there, they're going to struggle. And it's weird. The Colts and Andrew Luck's injuries, they're just not very forthcoming with it, are they? They just don't tell you what's going on. So how do you trust it? How do you trust a situation where Marlon Mack is so tied to Andrew Luck, you don't, you can't pick him. It's, it's, I'm actually, I'm really scared off by it right now. Yeah. I mean, me as well. I, I really, really was high hopes for him. I thought maybe this would be the year he turned into that primary back, even with Neheim Heinz there. Cause I thought that offense is 
dynamic enough to you know absorb both of them and be able to give both touches but uh, I just ugh, I just don't see it at the moment but I'm not saying that you know luck won't I don't know it, it just turns it muddy and if I'm drafting right now which we are <laughs> then he just falls because of that yep it's it, it's a worry this could all change it might be perfectly fine but as of today I worry and that's why he's my number two as well and I'll say um brought up uh damien williams there for a quick second the latest uh well you're not some people are worried about him you're not the latest a uh, little roto world blurb just said carlos hyde is projected to not make the roster yeah and well <laughs> everyone will talk about thompson then um yeah. you know the rookie which i think is way overblown personally uh damien williams is i thought he was always the clear-cut number one i, I know that he doesn't have that much experience um as far as being the the primary back the lead back but Hyde, you know, Hyde was fading and you, you, I knew that Hyde was there to back him up, but I, I still wasn't sure with, with his, uh, just being a veteran, I, I thought maybe he was going to be the handcuff. And then, you know, if Damian Williams fumbled or something, then with that offense, they're just like, we just don't want to turn the ball over. We have too many good people that can, you know, that can get into the end zone. Then that would be the issue. But I mean, man, it comes preseason and Hyde coughs the ball up, not to mention his, you know, yard per average wasn't great last year. It, it opened the door and I just immediately I was kind of like, even if a rookie does look really good, it, it means nothing. I think Damon Williams is clear cut number one on the freak freakish offense. Um, so I, once again, I, he's raising up the boards for me because of that he was already really high for me. But are we going to go number one already for trending down? I'm curious who you have here. Number one, and people will probably say, eh, he wasn't that high to begin with, but I'm making a point here. So it's going to be Lamar Miller. Uh, that's how much we believe in uh, Duke Johnson. I think I've just been waiting for it to happen. Uh, Lamar Miller has been a primary back. He's been very good. Like, don't get me wrong. I just always thought he was overdrafted. This year, he he did fall in the, you know, in the rankings, but he was still going to be a clear-cut number one back that was going to get a lot of carries. That was probably going to be fine to pick. And you throw in a younger and possibly at this point in his career, we will find out, more talented back who's great out of the backfield catching it. And all of a sudden, Lamar Miller's future looks very bleak to me. And I just uh, and no and no point anymore will I pick Lamar Miller. I just don't think he serves a point in fantasy. He he didn't make this list, but he was he almost made this list, I'll say. You know what I mean? He was my next guy. And I 100 percent, 100 percent agree with you in there. He's, I think it's just done. He, okay, not necessarily done. He's just not ever going to be that, you know, fantasy running back you can rely on. And I think Duke Johnson's more talented. And I think that's going to show. So Lamar Miller, that's a, that's a great one. But I'll go to my number one. And you're probably not going to believe, you're not probably going to agree with me. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Kyler Murray. How are you feeling about Kyler? <laughs> um about the same as I did before. I'm I'm still high on him as far as like a rookie quarterback, but he didn't get crazy on my on my rankings, right? I think he topped out at 14th. Like so I it's hard for me to say that. Okay. And what how this is like I I love the potential. I love what the offense could possibly be. Just the more I think about it, it's not even like okay, he had a poor performance in preseason game two, whatever. He was great in preseason game one. You know, it doesn't that doesn't affect me. I just think on a week to week basis, you're gonna have some trouble if you're start if you're re- relying on starting Kyler Murray. 
you're going to have some just nothing games. I really, truly think that there's going to be some games where the Cardinals just there, this whole offensive philosophy they have going just doesn't all of a sudden work and they have a terrible game and Kyler Murray does nothing and he loses you weeks. He's going to win you weeks, but he's going to lose you weeks. And that's a, it's a tough thing to do. It's a, it's a hard way to um, go through your fantasy season. I just think it, his, him moving up to be like a number one quarterback, which I've seen, is just not the way to go. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that one. I, I view him very similar, similarly to the way I view Lamar Jackson. I feel, even though I, I think that there will be games that they just absolutely win you the week, I think both of them are better suited if you double them up with a consistent quarterback, and that way you can pick and choose when to play them. Uh, and especially for Kyler Murray, uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, you know what he's going to do. He's going to run it. So I think he's like right out the gate. He's a little bit safer, unbelievably. But I think Kyler Murray, I don't know why you would draft him, assuming that you're going to start him week one before you've really seen what that Arizona offense can do. So I, I completely agree with that. Um, you know, he hasn't fallen too far from me. I, I still think he's going to be good. But he, yeah, he's a rookie. I think you got to give him time. So I'm just going to segue right into trending up. My number three trending up is Lamar Jackson. He was, uh, obviously I have a couple people listed, but he was like fifth for me. So I agree with you. And the the reason he didn't come up, and I want to hear your reason, but the reason I didn't put him on the list is because he didn't really jump up my rankings necessarily. I just feel more and more confident about him. And I, I find myself wanting to draft him. Like I, I want to put my in a, myself in a position where, like, like, oh, I have to pick him now. Like, there's no reason not to. Like, I want him on my team, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he's a better pick than Jared Goff, say. A better pick than Drew Brees, who is, you know, technically ranked at 10. So, why he didn't show up, but I get it because I'm so, my confidence keeps growing in him. And I just look at him and say, man, what if? He's up to 12 for me in ranks right now at quarterback. And I had him early, I had him in the 20s. So he's really jumped for me. And like you said, okay. You I had least, him in the 20s to begin with? I did. With? I did. He was like 20, 21, something okay. like that. I have, a, I have him at 14th, and yeah, he see, hasn't really moved a whole lot. So he's jumped way for me, way up for me. And like you said, okay, Carl, I say Carl Murray, worry about the week-to-week, you know, how good he's going to be. And you, Lamar's there as well. I just think Lamar, just that having a full season in the NFL under your belt is going to do wonders for him. That's I really think he's going to come back. Just a more confident quarterback. He's going to look better. It's going to be a just a really good season. And that running ability and those rushing yards he's going to get is just – I don't even know if we realize how much of an advantage that's going to be for him is those running yards and just that floor. If He's he's going to get a lot of rushing yards. It, he's going to have a floor every week where even if he's not throwing well, his rushing yards are going to keep you in a good spot. He's not going to do what Kirk Cousins did to me in the championship last year. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, he is. He will be uh, really, really fun to watch. And already he's showing off. Right. The, I mean, and we talked about Kyler Murray being he, he can run, too. There's no doubt. But there is going to be a lot less designed runs for Kyler Murray. Um, they know exactly. They're saying, hey, Jackson has to run it if he's going to be as dynamic as we've we think that he can be. He's going to run it a ton. There's no doubt. I think injury is the only thing that will be able to slow him down. That and obviously if he, you know, suddenly gets the yips and he, he, he can't even throw short passes, you know, 
where he can't move the ball with his arm. And that's the worry. That's yeah, the worry right, is right. like the passing ability is just and, not there, which I think he can throw the ball. Right. But if you're playing like if you put him up against, I won't even say the Bears, right? But uh, because, you know, the Bears from last year, you don't want anyone to go up against them. But if you're going up a top five defense, someone that can really stop the run, then yeah, like I could see benching Lamar Jackson. There, There's definitely reasons to do that. Um, but if you put him up against a bad, like a bad defense, this guy is going to wreck someone. He is going to be unbelievable. And, and think about it too, is like a quarterback, say, you know, whoever it may be, Carson Wentz or, or Russell Wilson, whoever, they throw for 40 yards on a drive and, you know, and throw the touchdown. I mean, it's literally one play, like Lamar Jackson could rush for 20 and he's, and he's actually, I mean, <laughs> the crazy part, I mean, he, he would, he would have the opportunity to actually score more, even if he does less because of his ru- rushing ability. And because usually it's set up where obviously you're only getting a quarter of a yard for every passing attempt. Right. So, you know, is the, just the math itself works out to give him such an advantage. All right. What's your number three trending up? Trending up and, oh, number three. And I never, I truly, this one was brand new for me. I just didn't think he was going to get to this spot, but it, it has. Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. It, it's, and I'm not saying that I'm taking him in every draft right now, but the fact is he looked really good. He looked healthy. I do not know how he bounced back so quickly. I was ready to write him off, but he, they threw it to him in the game. The preseason was wonderful to actually see him out there running. He looked quick. It looked like he was almost back to normal. And you saw how dynamic and how good he can be, even with a middle-of-the-road uh, QB, which, you know, that's kind of what I think of Flacco. Um, obviously, I don't think he's anything special, but Manuel Sanders has shown us year after year that he can find a way to get open. He can find a way to be productive. And... You know, at this point, I just I I feel like we shouldn't discount that, especially if he's healthy, which was the only reason I I completely wrote him off at first, because I was like, yeah, there's no way you can come back from Achilles injury. Yeah, exactly. So he he shows up in number three for me. I got to give the guy props. Um, And even if he doesn't show up in my top 30 wide receivers, he's on my radar now. I didn't, yeah, I didn't think it would come to that point either. I thought I just wrote him off completely, 100% wrote him off. But, hey, you know what? I can't deny that he looked pretty good and he looked healthy, which is just, I didn't, I did not expect it. I truly didn't. I'm just not there yet with him. I got to see a little more, but I guess you, you get him for not much. Yeah, right now, I, I jumped him all the way up to number 33 in my wide receiver rankings. I know. And maybe, maybe I'm over analyzing one, one outing, but I've been, I've been watching him too because I I think that that will, you know, kind of depend on Cortland Sutton, who is another guy that I'm kind of watching as a young gun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He 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 looks like he's back, which is crazy to me. But you know, it passes the eye test so far. All right, I'm going to go my number two, and this is going to be a repeat of the last episode we did. It's going to be Duke Johnson. Okay, and he's actually my number two as well. So okay, perfect. And. I don't need to go into it too much. I did last episode and we talked about Lamar Miller going down. So it's kind of, everyone knows why, right? I think he's, I think he's better than Lamar Miller. And I think he's going to get that opportunity at some point. He got himself in a better situation after getting traded. It's perfect for him. Great offense. I think he's going to get a chance to show off his talent. It's just, it's a win-win. Yep. And I don't have a whole lot to add. I mean, I, I jumped him 
when the trade went down, I jumped him all the way up to number 34 in, in my running back ranks. I, there's opportunity, man. That's all you can ask for as a, as a player in the NFL. And right now he is in the perfect spot where he's been buried behind really young and talented running backs for the most part um, in, in Cleveland. And I, I think he's finally going to get a, a chance to be that primary back where they just they wanted to kind of put him in that role of, you know, you catch the ball so well, you'll be our change of pace back. You'll be our third down back. And let's separate these out. He's finally going to get the shot to show what he can do on the ground. He's going um, he's ranked 45th and he's getting drafted as the 49th running back right now. I love it. Yeah, I mean, he's going he's he's actually getting his ADPs after Carlos Hyde, who might not make a team. You know, so oh, that it's like it's a it's a very low risk decision for your team to get Duke Johnson. So, all right, that's number two for both of us. Jump over to my I'll go to my number one here. And I mean, I'm not this is an interesting one for me because it's not like I'm 100 percent buying. I'm not just trying to buy in the hype, but I'm going to go David Montgomery, probably only because I had him a little low. But all the writings on the wall that he's going to get a lot of work and. Bears seem to like the guy. I think he's going to have a good season. It's more of I had to raise him to maybe worry more of what he should be. I was maybe undervaluing him too much, not talking about him enough. I don't ever know what to think about rookies, especially guys who aren't first round rookies. But the it's it's all of the talks there. It just feels like it's he has to have an impact. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think my problem is I, be because of where he ends up I just don't get him a lot of places like I just I'm not I, I do think that he looks really good so far you're on that Bears offense which you know it feels like you can just plug him right into what Jordan Howard used to be and seems like he's better than Jordan Howard Um, but I'm still not completely buying in right away and I, I just feel like at the position that he's at currently which is what I mean he's probably in the was he in the low 20s now or something let's see here 22nd ADP, but if you go look at like fantasy football calculator from like just there, it's a little more up to date when you go there. Let's see here. He's going in the um, third round now. Okay. See, there's no, there's no way in effing age that. that I would ever pick him in the third round. No, and, I wouldn't either. Yeah. And I know I, and there's nothing wrong with liking David Montgomery. That is not the issue. He looks really good right now. I just think that is. It's just you're taking a risk on a guy you're not you haven't really seen in in true NFL form yet, and I feel like people are keep forgetting that they have Tariq Cohen, which I, I truly think is a very dynamic playmaker that is going to be there for third down um, in anything that they want to do passing wise because he is tremendous that way. Um, so I think it all hinges on how they do in the red zone this year um, is going to be if David Montgomery actually is worth that third round pick. So he's just too high for my liking, but yeah, I totally understand why he's raising or going up your ranks, which he should his, he is a good player. And that's, yeah, that's the the thing here. He's trending up for me. He's moving up, but I still don't necessarily like drafting him at where he has to go. I don't like him in the third round. I'd rather take Mark Ingram. Who's going after him now. So yeah, it's, I just had to raise him. I think he's going to have some kind of an impact. I just, it's uh, still a little risky for me, but all right. Who's your number one? Number one, no surprise. This one will, we talked about him uh, already, but Josh Gordon, um, you know, I think this one's a no brainer. I mean, he, he went from people thinking he wasn't going to play to playing and 
possibly being a top 15 wide receiver for people now. Um, you know, and that will, you know, for me, what I, I think we were talked about it already, but I think he was 30, um, about 30 and 31 for Craig that, uh, after watching him and if he starts catching and then doing the right things that will only keep going up. So from obscurity to possibly a top 20 wide receiver all in the matter of a, you know, like two weeks, I just had to put him in number one. I think he's going to be a good, I think he's going to be a good player. I think he's going to be a good season. I'm, I, this is, this is such a hard one. I, I would love to draft him and get him on my team, especially if where I'm ranking him, but you know what? It's never going to happen. Is it? One of no, those players and, in your league is going to love him. Exactly. And and once again, what's not to love? Um, you you look at the production he put up in years past and his just his physical skill, his physical ability, and you start looking around at the other wide receivers and you're like, oh, yeah, he's better. Like, I would rather have him. But, you know, it's all the other stuff. I don't know if he still has the same speed he used to have. I, but, I don't know if it, well for a, a big wide receiver like that it doesn't matter if you no it doesn't that's what I'd say I don't I don't know if he yeah say I don't know if he has that quite but I don't think it's going to matter he can he he he's big enough body he'll make it work he's going to be you know able to do some good things I, I really yeah it's going to be we might have him too low actually I would probably I, I do right now but it's, I have him that low because. Well, basically, because I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop. I just want to make sure nothing else happens before. And this just happened, right? I mean, the truth is, and this is not my rankings, but um, right now uh, I realize that, you know, this the the rankings are still in flux because this news, you know, just came out recently. But the fact that Elshon Jeffrey is still ranked ahead of him in, you know, in the consensus ranks, I think is insane. Like, you know, if you're going to take a risk on someone, Take a risk on Josh Gordon. I think, you know I mean? It's kind of like that situation. I, I think it's a good risk. I'm okay with it because you don't – the guys you're passing up to get him aren't guys who I'm really terribly interested in sometimes. I mean, what, here, here's one. There's um there's a few guys right in the head that I – obviously I don't agree with this necessarily. Um, But right now the guys directly ahead of him are a great – a great segue to kind of figure out whether or not like where we would actually put him. So right now, just say yes or no, who you would take, or just tell me who you would take Josh Gordon or this other person, Elshon Jeffrey. See, I'll just say before I do this, I just moved him up in my ranks, but <laughs> um, uh, Josh Gordon. Okay. Tyler Boyd, Josh Gordon, Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson. I'm okay. on my Allen Robinson. Robbie, Robbie Anderson, Josh Gordon, AJ Green. That's where I put it, and I put Josh Gordon one spot ahead of AJ. So look at that. I mean, it, it, that jumps him up to, what, 26, 26? He is 26, 26. Okay. Yep, exactly where I put him. And that's with the news just coming out. We don't even know what kind of shape it is. I mean, he is that good. So. And that's – 26 is where I think he should go when I'm looking at it because that still puts him, for me, behind DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Mike Williams, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson. Still below those guys. But the, all the guys now he's ahead of, like – for me, AJ, Jarvis Landry, Tyler Boyd, Alshon, Corey Davis, Robbie Anderson, I want him over those guys. And yeah, I think that's where I think that's where he belongs. That's really the true that's a good spot for him. Twenty six. Yep. Actually I don't know what I was looking at before, but yeah, I think I might actually have him higher. <laughs> Did I say it was thirty last time? Yeah. Yeah, I he's, actually he's thirty. Well, he's thirty in consensus, so maybe that's true. Oh, that's what I was looking at. I actually have him ranked twentieth. 
Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, see? There you yeah, go. Yeah, so I went a little I'm crazy, but... It, it's not even that crazy. It's, I know. It's not. I mean, I, I think there's a few guys you can make, um, you know, kind of the the argument for, like, if you got a Kelvin Ridley or a Christian Kirk, if they turn out to be good, but I put him right above Robert Woods. <laughs> oh, I do. I do have him at a Christian Kirk. I'm not a science Christian. No, Kirk. I do too. Yeah, I do too. Okay. I, I mean, I have him above him, but Robert Woods was where, and I had put Robert Woods down a few more because uh, the fact that Cooper Cup looks like he's, you know, looks like he's going to be fully healthy. I think that'll affect Robert Woods. I moved him down a little bit, and I think Josh Gordon slips right in there. All right. That's going to do it for trending up, trending down. I don't know. We might get one more episode this week, Jeff. Maybe maybe get another mock draft in. We have some time. Yeah, Throw that course, up. Why not? Do a do do one actually though. Where we don't have some random weird uh you know stipulation on how we draft. <laughs> right. So it'll be fun. Do a real one. Craig is still angry about the tight end. Oh, <laughs> the man, tight end that version. It was ugly. That team was probably the worst team I think I have ever drafted. I don't yeah. I drafted better when I was an eight-year-old. When I drafted Troy Aikman and Steve Young and Ben Coates. Remember Ben Coates? Actually, no, I do not. <laughs> Tight end for the Patriots in like 1994. Oh, yeah. Actually, I do remember him. He uh, helped me. Okay, I didn't have Troy Aikman and Steve Young. I had Steve Young. And Jerry Rice. That was a good year. Second place as an eight-year-old. I was a prophet back then, I guess, right? That sounds like a lonely kid. <laughs> <laughs> reading the box scores and then the press the next day figuring out my score like with paper jesus fun times all right that'll do it for today we'll talk to you guys tomorrow